G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As is our practice on a Wednesday, it's good to check in on the latest breaking news headlines as they're happening out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with a very significant headline. Israel has a plan to rescue Ukrainian Jews as the Russian invasion threatens. What's happening here? Israel has a secret plan to rescue Jews and their relatives in case of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, senior government officials have reported. The planned operation includes rescuing them, bringing them to Israel with temporary housing. Details of the operation remain unclear, but all of the relevant government ministries and official organizations have been meeting regularly about creating the potential evacuation plan for many weeks. As threats of a Russian invasion of Ukraine become more concrete, Ukraine's Jewish community members have to decide if they're interested in leaving with the assistance of Jewish organizations and the Israeli government, according to senior Israeli officials. There are approximately 200,000 residents of Ukraine eligible to move to Israel under the law of return if they choose to. Things certainly hotting up around Ukraine. Uh, Ron, let's move on. Hamas warning of mounting violence as clashes continue in East Jerusalem. What's this one? Yeah, the Hamas terror group that controls the Gaza Strip said at the weekend the recent clashes in the contentious neighbourhood of Sheikh Jarrah may lead to widespread violence. Clashes in the East Jerusalem neighbourhood entered its second day on Sunday, having erupted a day earlier after far-right parliamentarian Itamar Ben-Gavir vowed to establish his office there in protest over a lack of police protection for the Jewish residents. Hamas spokesman for Jerusalem, Mohammed Hamada, who is based in the Gaza Strip, warned the settlers' attacks on Sheikh Jarrah, led by Itamar Gavir, are a game of fire that could ignite. The ramifications of such attacks, he said, are explosive and could backfire. Ron, headlines around the challenging relationship between Israel and Iran. Now, Iran is unveiling a new missile capable of reaching targets in Israel. Yeah, and American targets too. According to reports on Iran state-controlled TV, the missile called Kaiba Shaykhan has a range of 1,450 kilometres. That range reaches all of Israel, most of Saudi Arabia and Turkey, and even parts of Russia and the Ukraine. The name Kaiba is a reference to the Battle of Kaiba in 628 CE. An army of Muslims led by Muhammad overran the Kaiba oasis in the Arabian Peninsula, inhabited by Jews and defended by a network of forts. Scholars suggest that the terms of surrender set a precedent in Islamic law 
to the status of dhimmis, or non-Muslims living under Muslim rule. The Iranian reports also claim the missile has a high accuracy and is capable of penetrating missile defence systems. Let's turn our attention to the nation of Latvia. They've passed long-awaited Holocaust restitution laws. What does this one look like? Yeah, this includes compensation for lost Jewish property and funding to revitalise the Baltic nation's Jewish community, which was just about decimated during World War II. Following years of wrangling over the issue, the 100-seat SEMA voted 64-21 to approve the law on the compensation of goodwill to the Latvian Jewish community. Already, uh, Arkady Sakarenko, chairman of the Latvian Council of Jewish Communities, praised the historic step. Finally, finalising this process demonstrates that even 77 years after the Holocaust, it's never too late for justice, he said. The bill authorises spending 40 million euros over 10 years to revitalise Latvia's 9,500-strong Jewish community. Uh, Ron, an unusual one, one might not expect. The Sudanese to have nice things to say about Israel, but Sudan praises ties with Israel saying Israeli intelligence sharing helped arrest terrorists. What are the headlines saying? Yes, Sudan's top general has praised recently established ties with Israel, saying that intelligence sharing between the two former enemies helped arrest suspected terrorists in his country. The two countries normalised relations late in 2020 as part of a series of US-brokered deals between Israel and four Arab countries. Israel and Sudan have since crafted security and intelligence relationships that have seen officials exchange meetings repeatedly in unannounced trips. General Abdel Fattah Bahan, head of the ruling Sovereign Council, said exchange of intelligence has enabled Sudan to dismantle and arrest suspected militant groups in Sudan that could have undermined the security of Sudan and the region. Speaking in an interview with Sudan state-run TV aired last weekend, Bahan said it is legitimate for Sudanese security and intelligence agencies to have ties and exchange visits with Israel. Sudanese and Israeli officials exchanged unannounced visits in recent Most recently, a Sudanese security delegation visited Tel Aviv following a visit by Israeli officials, including Mossad intelligence officers, to Khartoum in January. Uh, Let's turn our attention to film, Ron. There's a headline dealing with the movie Death on the Nile. The film has been banned from Lebanon and Kuwait because of Israeli star Gal Gadot. What's the story here? Yeah, the uh, 2022 film Death on the Nile has been banned because Gal Gadot served in the Israeli Defence Forces during the 2006 Lebanon War, according to a report by Deadline. In 2017, Lebanon, Tunisia and Qatar banned the screening of the hit movie Wonder Woman, which also starred Gadot. The actress had fallen under fire for open support of Israel, in particular for a tweet during the 2014 conflict with Gaza, in which she prayed for the safety of Israel's citizens. Last year, Gadot found herself under attack again after tweeting conflict between Israel and Hamas 
over the uh, Hamas rocket attacks. My heart breaks. My country is at war, the actress wrote. I worry for my family, my friends. I worry for my people. This is vicious. It's a vicious cycle that's been going on for far too long. Israel deserves to live as a free and safe nation, and our neighbours deserve the same. She said, I pray for the victims and their families. I pray for this unimaginable hostility to end. I pray for our leaders to find a solution. We could live side by side in peace. I pray for better days, she added. Death on the Nile will reportedly be released in the rest of the Middle East this weekend. Well, a colourful set of headlines, Ron. Always appreciate your updates each week. Thanks so much for bringing us an update on breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Uh, Ron Ross, we'll talk again next week. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.